Welcome to the next installment of Green Cows Don't Fly. And my name is B, and I'm here again with John, and he's just currently stuffing his face with cake. Yes, I am. <laughs> Your usual Victoria sponge cake. Yes, with uh, plenty of jam, nice lashings of cream. What's that? You're drinking a herb tea this time, is it? No, hang on, just a minute. I refute that. <laughs> Builder's tea. Two tea bags, six sugars. Does that mean you've got your pants down halfway down your bottom? You know, the builder's bottom. <laughs> oh dear! Oh, funny you should say that. Okay. I was I was in Whitrose. This is a true story. In Whitrose the other day, having a cup of coffee, and I looked to my right, and there it was, builder's bottom in all its glory. Ooh, horrible! Yeah. Nasty, nasty business. <laughs> and then you know you see so- something like that. You see something, like that, and then you're continually drawn to it. You say, "Don't look at that! Don't look at that!" But you keep looking at it. It's like some kind of magnetic pull. I usually want to go there and just pull their pants up. You know, when you see youngsters walking around with their pants yeah. halfway down their legs, yeah. I just want to go and pull them up from behind. Well, funny. Well, well, funny. Give them a wedgie. I think it'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? Well, there's that. There's that. But, there's that, but I take the, I'll take the contrary view as well, because they, as you say, they're hang, hanging half up, and I want to sneak up behind them and just go whip them right down, go, put a belt on, son. God's sake. Give them a smack and walk off. Yeah, a playful, a playful slap and on your way. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a punch in return. Well, you might you might get you might get the police knocking on your door shortly after. Talking of police knocking on the door, what about mm. that gunshot last week? Oh we heard yes, in the bar. yes, not our bar, but Grandolph's bar. Yeah, and we're going to find out what that was all about, aren't we? Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a roundup, but I think I think our listeners remember what's happened. With They'll go back and get it. Lovely Fabries and her comb over and the map yes. dragons and yes. Randolph and Bob the drunken hologram. I think he sobered up a bit. Yeah, I, you know, I think in this, I think really in this story, Fabries is going to be a main player. Oh, absolutely, she has to be. She has to be. Yes, yeah. somebody Especially like that. Especially with that accent. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how she develops. And how she keeps going, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yes, that's going to be the, <laughs> going to be the catchphrase. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. We better get on with it. <laughs> we, we should. But I'm just going to tell you this well, quickly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I had this um, email, you know, when you get these um, people who keep selling you stuff. Mm. And it was 50% off luxury bed sheets. Oh, sheets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't see the word anymore like, you know, no, I used no. to. No, 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 sheet, yes, well, well. Right, let's get on with the next chapter. Here we go. Brian, we need you. Brian. Sorry, I was just looking in the stage and variety for a proper job. Chapter 7. A gunshot in the bar means a killer isn't far. Grandolph looks at Bob, and Bob looks at Fabrice, and Fabrice looks at Grandolph. Or in other words, they all looked at one another. He should really be a bit more um, economical with his words, shouldn't he? Yeah, brevity. Nobody's taught him brevity. Maybe he wants to cheat and just get the word count up so he can go home. Ah, maybe, yes, he could be uh, thinking we're going to pay him by the word. He's going to be disappointed. Oh, fat chance. Someone has been shot downstairs in the bar. That's not good. Not good at all. Nobody move, 
shouts Grandolf. His voice reverberates through the loft so loudly, it shatters the bottles of the latest batch of wine. He then shouts, there's an active shooter. That was one of Grandolf's lines in the Stallone movie. He's never really got over the Stallone thing, has he? I mean, he might pretend he has, but he clearly hasn't. He's always thinking about it. He's clearly traumatised. Yep. But I have to say, this active shooter thing, that is quite a scary moment. I had, um, a few years ago, I was sort of in an active shooter, what do you call it, a scenario or whatever? Oh, right, And And yeah. um, Mule had to go into hiding. It really is quite scary. But we didn't have any... Um, well, you know, we didn't have any wine with us when we were hunkering down. Wow. So um, that would have been quite nice, some black currant wine. <laughs> yeah, you could have scraped it off the floor. Look out for the Yeah, bottles. that must have made a mess in the floor. I wonder if it's trickling down into the pub, if he sort of shattered the bottles and... I bet you it is. Leaking down. I bet you his cleaner's going to be miffed about that. Mrs Gubbins isn't going to be very no, happy at all. No, she's not going to like that. He runs to the loft exit and not wanting to put more people at risk, he commands, you two stay here. Not that Bob, the hologram, or Febreze, the comb-over lady, have made any attempts to follow. They should um, really send hologram Bob, because clearly a hologram is fairly bulletproof. Ah, good, yeah, that's good thinking, that. You see, they should have sent him, rather than risk Grandolf the hero, and then poof, he's gone and book is over. Artificial intelligence, you're beginning to query the intelligence part of that, aren't you? Mm. I mean, what next? Artificial stupidity? I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, oh, hang on. We've just invented it. <laughs> well, we've just done it, haven't we? <laughs> and it wasn't even artificial. <laughs> Live on air. Grandolf leaves the loft, knowing very well he's putting himself in danger. He slides down the loft ladder, then races into the bar expecting bullets to fly but, what the hell? Fabrice lies in a pool of blood between two tables. Oh no, I've hexed it. Fabrice, gone. I suppose um, blood doesn't necessarily mean she's dead. Well. But why is she in the loft? She was in the loft, what is she doing downstairs, being shot? Yeah, hang on a minute. This is a kind of sort of temporal disturbance going on here. She can't be in two places in one, can't she? Maybe she's the evil twin. But I've still got a bad feeling about it because this is one of your ideas, this bit, and I, I, I'm worried about Febreze. But we did say about buying two for the price of one, and there you go. We have two for the price of one. We could, yes, she's a bog Multi-fi. off. She's a bog off. <laughs> yeah. she she's might bogging be, off now. She may well be bogging <laughs> off. Eh? Grandolf gasps. What? How? Why? You were in the loft. She's clearly not anymore. Her eyes are closed and she doesn't answer. But why is she here? Well, why are any of us here, really? Well, I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> I'm here for the cake. <laughs> she didn't overtake him, did she? Yet here she is sprawled out on her back between tables, and she has a gaping bullet wound in her chest. It's a mystery, all right. Red blood is oozing across the wooden floor from underneath her. Thank goodness Grandolf recently replaced all the carpets with a wooden floor. But a stiff in his pub? That's not good for business. Well, get your priorities right, Grandolf. A mm. dead one not being good for business. He's not worried about the dead person, is he? No, he was more concerned about his uh, having changed to laminate flooring, I think. Which is very good, of course. You know, in circumstances where you've got a dead body with a gaping bullet hole in its chest. 
Yeah, which you obviously clearly quite often have. So you would have to get the, uh, what would you, what's that thing they all use, a vax? Is it a vax? No. The carter, you're back to... <laughs> yeah, back to the yeah, You like carter. your carter, don't you? Carter would get that out, wouldn't it? You've been on super high jet. Zzz. And he's got these, um, you know, the, the dead body, he's got the um, toilet flushing powers, hasn't he? He could just flush him down the loo. He could, yeah. If he stops to think, it's not all bad news. Not great news, though. Fake news. Especially not for Febreze. <laughs> I like Febreze. It's the comb over, isn't it? Yeah, something about it. Thought she had something. <laughs> hey ho. This is fizzling out, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> Grand Golf checks the vicinity for the shooter. The area is safe. He reaches behind the bar and grabs the piece of chalk he uses to write the day's specials on the blackboard. He's going to draw an outline around the body. After that, he'll get a cup of flour from the kitchen and start dusting for fingerprints. It'll speed things up when the police arrive. See, his training's kicked in there, hasn't it? And he's very resourceful. He's used his chalk for his menu board and flour to do the fingerprints. Do you think he's using self-raising flour? Ah, that could be important. He can ask the lead detective when the lead detective comes up. Said, you know, I've done, I've dusted for prints. I've used plain flour. See what he says. Or spelt flour or something healthy. Oh yeah, spelt flour. That's very on vogue, isn't it? Yes. He could add a bit of sugar and a bit of butter, and then he could make himself a little batter and cover her, and then he can say, "Oh, sorry, sir, she's been battered." <laughs> <laughs> the less time the coppers sniff around his pub, the better. They might discover the talking dumpster in his car park. Or the illegal copies of his Stallone movie he sells. Why would someone want to kill Fabrice? I can think of lots of reasons. Yeah, I bet you could. Because of her comb-over? Bit extreme, though. I think I would have shot her for her accent. Careful, you'll have the sensitivity listeners on to us. Yeah, but you see, I can say that because I've got an accent myself. Well, so can I, actually. We've both got accents, haven't we? We do, we should both be shot. <laughs> you first. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll shoot you, and then Stand you shoot. Oh, no, the wall. <laughs> no, it's not going to work, is it? Line us up. And how did Fabrice get shot in the bar when she was in the loft at the time of the murder? It'll need a shit-hot detective to uncover this crime. What's worse is that he and Bob are witnesses. They don't have time to go to court, not if they're to save humanity. Fabrice groans then stirs. Oh, my God, she's still alive. She's still alive. Oh, don't be too excited about that, Brian. No, he's, his voice was full <laughs> of uh, emotion there. Especially the repeat. The repeat was particularly... It was sort of deadpan and deadpan. Well, literally deadpan. What we ought to get him for Christmas, you know, thinking about this. We ought to get him emotion, some kind of emotion chip. E yes, probably we should. But, um, you know, like in Star Trek, that didn't always go that well, didn't it? No, it did with Mr. Data. <laughs> yes. And then he might start getting very uh, melodramatic, and that's just annoying. Because if he suddenly, suddenly starts getting all actorish, no, oh, she's alive! Give it the full gear, good. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, but he's a bit, you know, one. we need a bit more, a bit more, we need to give him some notes. I mean, you, get, you probably get the, you know, get the right rats a week giving notes. I can't see him digging notes very well, can you? No, I don't think he will. More absinthe, maybe. Yeah. Get him drunk. <laughs> Grandolf takes her in his arms. Fabrice, can you hear me? 
Fabrice spits blood. I'm dying. Grandolf strokes her comb over and says, Yes, I know. I wouldn't want Grandolf as my doctor, you know. His bedside manner is shocking, isn't it? It's awful, isn't it? It's like, yeah, off you go, die now, please. Yeah, Thank you yeah, all, let me know yeah. when you're done. Yeah, we'll dump you in something, don't worry. Dump you in a lake. Dumpster. In the dumpster, yes. He flattens her comb over. It'll comfort her. But how come she has no silly accent? Maybe her species only talk funny inside lofts. He asks, tell me, who is your murderer, or will be your murderer once you're dead? Fabrice says, the dumpster. Grandolf raises an eyebrow. The dumpster shot you? Yes. Grandolf remembers that Bob said the dumpster is from a dodgy species. He says, but you were in my loft. She says, no, I wasn't. The person in the loft isn't me. I'm the real Fabrice. The Fabrice in your loft is the dumpster, Barbage the Third, the shape shitter. Um, did he just say shape shitter? I think he did, you know. What's happening? Bullshitter. I sort of got visions of toilets that shape into things. Yeah, well, it's just entirely possible in this in this universe. You know, people can be dumpsters, dumpsters can be toilets, toilets can be, I don't know, lions. That's the farcicles for you. And I did like his, his part of deduction as well. Who's your murderer or who will be when you die? I mean, that's very... Kind. It's very kind and organised, isn't it? <laughs> You're going to die now, now tell me who he was. Yeah. Interrogation. It's this sort of transition between still alive, not murdered, dead, murdered. I suppose there's a logic in that. Well, you need to find out who it was if you can. Why not? Yeah. Saves you a lot of work later. It's turned up Trump's room, hasn't it? Because he knows who's done it now. He's quite clever of him, isn't it, really? Yeah, see. More than, more than meets the eye. Grandolf frowns. Shapeshitter. She must mean shapeshifter. The blood loss is affecting her. Thank goodness her blood is red. Grandolf wouldn't want to have to explain blue or even purple blood on his floor. But it's a mess nevertheless. Mrs. Gibbons won't be happy. Uh-oh, continuity error there. Uh, shouldn't it be Mrs. Gobbins? Yes. Ooh, well, we'll have a word with him Gibbons. after this. We'll cut him fiver from his pay. With all this blood loss, Grandolf is surprised Fabrice is still alive. Fabrice takes what may very well be her final breath and says, Yes. Barbage has shape-shitted to look like me. That must have been messy, shape-shitting yourself. <laughs> must have been. <laughs> <laughs> Show's got everything, you know. Oh, I had something similar happen recently. I had to take the cat to the vet. And, oh, thank um, God for that. Thank uh, <laughs> God you said the cat. Sh- no, the cat um, shape-shitted me. No, no, not oh. shitted he. He... Uh, <laughs> He um, didn't go to the toilet before I took him to the vet, and the mm. vet sort of felt his bladder a bit, and on the way home, he needed to go to the toilet. Mm. But he was a wee, so he, um, yes, he used the carrier as a toilet. It was awful. I had him on my lap, on the carrier on my lap, and yeah. uh, it just leaked all over my trousers mm. and down my Na- legs. And anyway, it's not very pleasant. Nasty. But still. Let's get back to um, shape-shitting, barbage. Um, she seems to be um, pretending to be fake breeze. F- fake breeze. Fake breeze? Two of them. I mean, it's all getting very common. It's brilliant plotting, though. You know, he must have a... He, he's gone into sort of a brain the size of G.R.R. Martin to work this one out. Earlier, I snuck through the farce hole to bring you the dragon map because Bob forgot to take it. 
the Holes Guardian must have seen me. He must have told King Flardas who then messaged Barbage to intercept me. Fabrice then takes another final breath. Considering she's dying, she's quite wordy. Grandolf is starting to put two and two together. Why? He asks. Fabrice takes what possibly, maybe, could be her final breath this time, and says, Barbage was ordered to rip the dragon map apart and unleash the map dragons on Earth. How many final breaths is she taking? She doesn't want to go, does she? Each, each one is the final breath, really. It is. The last one. <coughs> yeah, the last one. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of something. <coughs> what? Well, swallowing tea the wrong way. Remember, when I nearly gave my life for this show a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you did, didn't you? You had that coughing fit. That was funny. No, it wasn't. It was life and death. I saw my life passing in front of my eyes. I still think it's a shame that you didn't um, keep the recording button on. Oh, <laughs> well. I think our <laughs> listeners would have quite liked that. Yeah, well, that Febreze would have had nothing on me. Yes, this is quite the, ter- um, the Hollywood death scene, isn't it? This it is, one and yeah. yours. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she may have another couple of lines yet. I honestly don't know. I'm intrigued to see if she's going to have any more final breaths. Maybe this is the last one. Don't let her rip the map apart. Grandolf frowns. Too late. The map dragons, all 25 of them, or were they 27? No, 25 are probably on the M25 by now. Fabrice groans, clutching her chest wound. She still isn't dead. She takes another breath. Could that be her final one? Oh, please let it be the final one. And she says, I was sent to give you the map, and to show you how to use it. Grandolf nods. Earlier, in the loft, the fake Fabries said something similar. It clearly isn't an easy map to read. Grandolf had better get the real Fabries here to show him how to read it before she dies. But she is fading, slipping in and out of consciousness. Has her heart stopped? He starts chest compressions. <laughs> Stay alive. <laughs> you can't go right. What? That's what you're supposed to do, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the, you mean the rhythm of it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Apparently you're supposed to, um, or you can also do another one, Bites the Dust. I think ah. that's much funnier. Well, it is, yeah. Well, I <laughs> can't do be, it for um, that well received. I need to get a bass guitar out for that. <laughs> but in all fairness, and, you know, seriousness now, um, it, it, I'm a bit concerned that um, Grandolf hasn't done anything so no. far. No. To help Fabrice. He's not trying to stop the bleeding or anything. He's just laying there um, yeah, questioning her. Pumping her for information, really, isn't he? <laughs> kid. Tell me before you die. Come on. And then you can Your die. Bank account. Yeah, just no give us the information and we're right. <laughs> Breathe, damned. Breathe. Don't die on me. Sylvester Stallone said that particular line in the movie. Grandolf is sure he can deliver it better. Tell me how to use the map. Stallone didn't have this line, though. Ha. Fabrice flutters her eyelids open, takes another final breath, and just about manages to say, you must double tap the first symbol on the map. It'll open up a holographic app. It'll give you the first clue for your, for your, for your, for your, journey. She makes the most god-awful gurgling noise. But now, is she dead? Nope. 
Fabrice takes what this time might be her final breath. Tell my husband I love him. And finally, Fabrice takes the final breath. Oh, thank God for that. So it's never going to end. This must be like the world's longest death scene. Yeah, could be up for the Oscar, you know. Or no, whatever the radio equivalent, or whatever the podcasting equivalent is of Oscars. Fabrice, the real Fabrice that is, is dead. But how did the imposter in the loft manage to shoot her? The fake Fabrice never left the loft. He, Grandolf, or Bob, or both, had their eye on her all the time. Unless Bob is in on it. Grandolf gets up, draws a chalk outline around the dead Fabrice, the real Fabrice that is, and races back to the loft. Bob and Barbage, well, the fake Fabrice, have some explaining to do. Well, she took a bit of time dying, didn't she? She did. She uh, she played up her part a bit, but I have to say, I mean, I'm I'm gutted, quite frankly, gutted. Why? Because why? Because she's dead. She's dead. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it is I, fantasy. You never know. She might come back. I had high hopes for her. I thought she was going to be. I don't know. I was just awestruck by her. Now she's gone. Yeah, but we've got a bit of a mystery because um, there's a Fabrice still in the loft, isn't there? Oh, yes. The fake Fabrice, that is. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm clinging to the hope that might be the real Fabrice because there's two Fabrices or Fabrizei or whatever the plural is. And maybe she's the real one. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I'm just clutching at straws, aren't I? Yeah, but it's like um, buy one, get one free, isn't it? Probably your Fabrizes. <laughs> <laughs> buy a or multi-pack. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, maybe maybe your sister Lenore will come in instead. <laughs> That's L-E-N-O-R. L-E-N-O-R. Lenore. You're doing more product placement. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um... We've got this mystery, and um, mm, I quite like the way how he did the um, chalk outline. Yeah, but joking <laughs> aside, that's quite, you know, that's that's seriously good uh, plotting going on there. Fantasy. Everybody's going to have to try and work out what the hell's going on, which is great. Yeah, two Fabrizes. Two Fabrizes, one dead. Which one? Well, the real one, sadly. I'll have to listen, come back next week. <laughs> yeah, you will. So, Find yeah. out if it really is. Yes, so come back next week and uh, find out what's happened. By that time, hopefully, we'll know as well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the way they say AI writes, anything could happen next. Excuse me, just a second, just a second. Yes? Yes, can we help you, Brian? Trying to get the show finished. Next week's episode is the Christmas special. Ah, good point, good point. Yes, it's different next week, isn't it? Nearly forgot, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, well, next week, we're breaking off the story and we're giving you a Christmas special. And it's a standalone. It's nothing to do with the um, actual story, so it's a special treat. If you want to hear what happened and who's been shot in the bar downstairs, you're going to have to come back. Honestly, this show would fall apart without me keeping an eye on things. And don't forget to tell them that we're changing to Mondays from the new year. In the new year when we switch to Mondays? We will. <laughs> so the first... The first show is Monday the 3rd of January. Get it in your diary. Be there. Well, that leaves us to say Bon Noir. Yeah, Bon um, Week. Bon Week. <laughs> bon Jovi. <laughs> and see you next week. With our Christmas special. Oh, yes. 